Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm Coach Caroline De Kimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey guys, it's Caroline Career and Leadership Coach here. And today I want to talk about uh, people that are jumping ahead and basically um, jumping over your head and getting roles that you know you're qualified for and have the skills and experience for, but you're just simply not getting there. So what's wrong with you? Like, how can you change that? Because it's plainly, it's frustrating to see people less qualified than you getting ahead much quicker than yourself. So one of my clients came to me that was experiencing exactly that. She was a commercial director, wanted to break into the executive team, and time and time again, she wasn't getting ahead. So she was both looking internally and external. So she was like looking to get promoted internal, applying for roles, just didn't get it. And time and time again, um, she had interviews, but she was always coming second, or there were situations where she was applying for the roles that she knew she could do, but not getting any interviews for. So basically she felt stuck. And each time um, she got her hopes up, uh, she did her research because the position that, that she applied for, basically she would only apply for jobs she knew she could do. Yes, they would stretch her a little bit, but she knew she could do. She knew she had the skills. She knew like she had been there, even though she didn't have the exact job title. So, and each time she got rejected, whether it was internal or externally, it was basically Basically, her confidence was like slipping away and she was doubting herself that maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe I'm basically like others are better. Maybe I'm not worth it. Maybe like I have to study more. Maybe I have to get an MBA. Maybe, maybe, maybe. All these things came together and it just like was a vicious spiral of like all that self-doubt that she was accumulating and on this note I want to say to you guys whatever it is and whatever situation you're specifically in if you actually get self-doubt over and over again and you don't see any light at the end of the tunnel and you don't see any change uh, it, it starts to become very heavy and that you will carry over into your into an interview that energy you will carry with you into an energy so there there are ways that you need to clear that energy and be able to detach yourself emotionally uh, however hard that sounds it is important that you don't bring that energy into a new position or into an interview or into a performance review or 
whatever it is, because people will pick up on that. And one, when they pick up on that, it they will feel that there is uh, something off and they won't be convinced that you're the best person for the job. And that is ultimately what you want to achieve. You want to build that low, uh, that, that uh, no like and trust factor, give them that confidence that no matter what, that you will be able and capable to do the job and not only capable you but you will overperform and you will fit into the uh the organization anyway she came to me and what we did is we stripped back everything and went back to basics so going back to basics uh seems like a daunting task because you said like what what are you talking about caroline so the best analogy i can give you is like your career is like a box of a million pieces of lego so imagine you have a box with a million pieces of lego and so and i will say to you like hey look build me a house now you will build me a house that will be colorful, that will be a little, little crooked and so on. But eventually you will get there, but it won't look like a masterpiece. Maybe in your kid's eyes, but you will know like, mm. <laughs> it's like just like a little bit crooked. But imagine if I would give you 150 bucks and I would say, go and buy me a box of Lego uh, to build me a house. You will build a masterpiece. And the reason why it is, is because it's all categorized. It's all like labeled in little packets with little colors and little roadmap and explanations of what exactly you have to do by when. And that's with your career also. The people I work with have over 15 years experience. And so they accumulated a lot of stuff over their career things that they can do but don't want to do anymore, things that, that they have done 20 years ago, things that they have forgotten, things that they just like assume that everything, everybody would do that, things that they take for granted. Like you, you just like sometimes are too close to what you have done yourself that it's very difficult to get perspective on the value that you have to bring to an organization. One of my clients says, said to me, and I Caroline, you make me see my blind spots. Like, I don't see them myself, but once you pointed them out, I see them and it's like, whoa, holy crap, this is what I've done, this is what I can do. And that starts, that's, that sparks, that ignites your belief in yourself, it like gives you that extra confidence that you need to be successful. So that's basically the first thing what we do is basically unravel your whole career history. Go back to basics. That's what I mean by that. And just demystify everything because before we can put things back together, we have to unravel it. And that's what we do. So that's the first step. And once we unraveled it, we can start putting it back together in your unique value proposition. Now, here's the thing, guys. There's not a lot unique in the world anymore, but you are unique. You alone have certain skills and experience, certain talents, certain strengths. You worked with certain stakeholders in a certain environment, in a certain time and moment, and that combination is unique. Yet, all the resumes, people that I've spoken to over my career, they all sound the same because they just box themselves in. 
So you need to know what your unique value proposition is. And if you don't know your unique value proposition, others won't know it. And it won't set you apart. So you will just like be one of, of a million. And basically, that is not what you want to do. You want to stand out, get noticed, and really like know what you stand for. Like one of the things I always say is like, think about the leaders in the world. Whether you like them or not, whether you love them or hate them, doesn't matter. They're very clear. They know what they stand for. And that's how they get their tribe together. So if you want to step up in a leadership position or if you're already a leader and want to increase your impact, increase the scope of responsibilities that you have, it is damn important that you know what makes you, you, what you stand for. And people have lost that connection quite, uh, quite often. Actually, not quite often, a lot of times because we program to think in a certain way and to fit in in a certain way. So we lose that connection to who we authentically are, who we are at the soul level. And if you know at a soul level who you are and what you represent, then you will build your tribe. I can promise you that because then you speak from the heart. And I know this might be like a little bit too much for others, for some, but this is where it all, that this is where you make the biggest difference is connecting with your authentic self and knowing how to express that. And that's through leadership and true leadership in knowing what you stand for, knowing what you value and how to, and then you can build upon your leadership skills. But everything starts with self-awareness. And if you fake it, basically it won't be, be sustainable. It won't be for long. Not long before they find you out that you're a fake, that you're an imposter. But if you connect with your authentic self and actually build your career from that place, it will be effortless. You will be approached for jobs and opportunities because people just are drawn to you, the right people, your people, and that's what you want to create. Your message, your unique value proposition, however you want to call it, that is the first fundamental thing that you need to get clear on. And once you have that, you can create a pitch, how you're going to communicate that to the outside world. And when I say communicate that to the outside world, you have your resume, you have your LinkedIn profile, your cover letter, you have a, uh, when you meet stakeholders, external stakeholders, uh, internal stakeholders, the first 90 days of your job, that is where you actually use your positioning, your unique value proposition to make sure that they understand the leader that you are. This is where you make those connections with people and connections that basically connections that will convert into relationships and those relationships will convert into um, when people are able to refer you, advocate for you and refer you for other positions. And that's basically how you build your network. But here's the thing. It all starts by knowing your unique value proposition, your authentic, what, what your soul calling is. And I'm not saying like your purpose needs to be like being a scuba dive instructor on the beach, it can be, but it doesn't need to be. It's like your calling is like, what's your authenticity? What do you stand for? And not what the fake programming told you to be, like who are you really trying to be, but who are you really inside? 
deep inside. So that's the first part, getting to know what your internal unique value proposition is. Then the second part is really that communication piece. It's how are you going to communicate that to the world, making sure that your resume, your LinkedIn profile, all has the same message. Because here's the thing, people often say to me, like, Caroline, what's the difference between going to you, do the work, or going to a resume writer? What's the difference? And here's the difference. I don't write resumes. I co-create. Co-creating is basically trusting you that you know you're the expert in your career history and I'm the expert in what I do. And it's when we come together, that's when the magic happens. Is because strong, I can draw up what it is, that may, what's your genius zone, but deep down you know what your genius zone is. You just need to have somebody that uh, helps you bring it out and so, and that's where I come in. So you have to make sure that all your communication material, your resume, your LinkedIn profile, what you want to achieve is that it doesn't only communicate your message, your narrative, whatever you want to call it, that it doesn't only communicate that, but your resume has one job only if you use your resume. And it is to attract the right roles and to repel the roles you don't want. And if you get interviews for roles that basically you don't want or don't fit, there is something wrong with your resume because there is something wrong with your message. And you can't go to a resume writer to ask them to write a bunch of words nicely on paper if you don't know your authentic self because you need to go through some hard questions before you can even create a resume that really speaks to people. And with resume, what I always say to my clients is like, think about it like this. Think about your resume as your, um, think about your favorite movie, first of all. Think about your favorite movie, two hours long. Now, think about the trailer of that movie. Like a trailer is 90 seconds. And in 90 seconds, they have to choose which frame of that movie that they're going to put in those 90 seconds because they know based only on those 90 seconds, you will make the decisions to go buy a ticket in, to see the movie in the movies. So you will know the quality of actors. You will know if it's a romantic movie, an adventure movie, whatever it is. You will base yourself based on those 90 minutes. And that's the same thing you have to think about with your resume. You have over 15 years of experience it's a lot of experience and skills, and you have to choose which one to put, highlight. Of course, you might put everything like uh, outline in your resume, but you have to choose how you're going to position that level of experience into two, three pages, depending on where you are in the world. And you have to choose based on what you want to achieve in your career based on who you want to attract, because you can do a lot of stuff, but it's not because you can do it that you want to do it. So you have to think about that also in line with your positioning, in line with the money that you want to earn. So that's the second phase. It's really understanding your communication channels, like your resume and your LinkedIn profile and your cover letter. And then the third ch channel is increasing your visibility, your job search strategy, and your interview skills. Now, that's the third one. So if we talk about increasing your visibility, it's like 
internally, increasing your visibility could be like knowing, of course, everybody knows their key stakeholders. That's not rocket science to find, find that out. But there's a difference, again, between making a connection with your key stakeholders or really understand how to build the relationships and then how they can actually become advocates for you. So it's not about a connection. It's not about having like just a relationship where they say like, hey, well, job well done. Like in case of my client, she was looked upon as a working horse. They loved her work because they know if they needed shit done in the company, they would come to her. They would ask her to do stuff. But that was not helping her to get ahead in her career because she was the one who was picking up the slack of everyone. So you can see how that really blocks your career growth instead of helping you, even though you don't, you might not realize it. So it's not because you have a good relationship. No, you want a relationship where people advocate for you for a promotion and say like, you need her or him in that position right now. This is what you want to do. And that's kind of the personal brand that you want to have not the other way around, not the personal brand of, ah, oh, that's a perfectionist, work long hours, ah, oh, that's a person that wants to be liked by everyone, that's a workhorse. You don't want to have that perception because that is not going to help you get ahead in your career. In my experience, they rarely get promoted, people who are perfectionists, people who work hard. Because if you believe Okay, this is our definition of success quite often. Okay, if you want to be successful, you have to work bloody hard and make a lot of sacrifices to be successful. But if that was true, a lot of people would be successful. You would probably be successful. And you know that's not true. So it's not about working hard that gets you successful. So that's a really misconception that people have about working hard because they hope that they if they work hard and they um they deliver good work that their work will speak for itself and their boss the company will recognize it and promote them but does that happen so otherwise you wouldn't be watching this live so you have to think about like what's your career strategy a lot of people don't have a big bigger vision um, and I'm I'm not I'm the first person to question like oh do I need a ten year strategy to actually like see where I'm going to go and is that really needed and the answer is actually yes because it's not yes my my argument used to be like yeah but it changes all the time like it might change in two three years why would I waste time in setting a ten year strategy and it's because you all know that probably as leaders is because it gives you direction as a company you have a strategy don't you 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 have a, a strategy of how to grow yes you're not you know you're not going to get that in the next five months or a year or maybe 18 months but you have a big picture strategy and then you break it down so why don't we do that for a career why don't we really understand what our bigger picture is and break it down to a level that we know what our next steps are and that will guide us in in order for us to know like okay this choice in my career is bringing me closer or further for my ultimate goal and so then you can make an informed decision instead of an emotional driven decision that leads you to a career of drifting from job to job, never reaching your potential, never really having a career. 
And so and that's what you want to avoid. You want to become more intentional about your career strategy. So if when I say increasing your visibility, increasing your visibility is a long-term plan. And you have to do that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis, as long as you're consistent. I don't care what your rhythm is because everybody has to find a rhythm that's really aligned with them. So I don't care what your rhythm is, but it needs to be consistent so you can grow, so you can move your career forward. And then you also have to have a job search strategy that's diversified. It's a very competitive world out there. And the reason it is competitive is because technology has made it competitive. Globalization has made it competitive. And it's not going to change. It's going to increase even more and more. So if you choose, and it's your choice, let me be clear, it's your choice. So if you choose not to invest in yourself to know to learn how to sell yourself then you have to accept that maybe just maybe highly likely that you will be behind people who actually choose to learn what their unique value proposition is how to communicate their worth externally and people who just like take action in terms of the direction of of their career and I see this also, this is quite a misconception. It's always like, okay, if I take on a higher position, a leadership position, ah, it's more work. It's like I have more work that will surround me. And I dare to challenge that. And in some occasions it is, but in some occasions it isn't. And taking on a higher or bigger role, it's all also about surrounding yourself with people that can support you and can help you lead. Like we have like leaders in the world like that manage incredible companies and incredible size of companies and have a family of, of three kids and uh, like have so much and are volunteer on a board, executive board and do so many things. And what they do is they know how to manage their time because they know their time is valuable. So you as a leader, one thing that you can grant yourself to learn is, okay, it's not because I step up and I make a bigger impact, I make a bigger difference, that I have to make bigger sacrifices. You can choose to, and that's okay, but you can choose not to, and that's okay too. So it's about being intentional about your career and designing your career based on what, what it is that you want and don't compromising on things you don't want. If you don't want to work like crazy hours, like don't, like you don't have to. You can, but you don't have to. And you can still be in a leadership position and earn good money. But you have to be very clear about the goals that you set and the intention that you set. So one of the things that I often, often see is like, okay, projecting. So when we talk about future, thinking about the future and projecting what it is that we want in our career, we often think about what we don't want. But because we put so much energy on what we don't want, we attract that. And that's basically where a lot of people go wrong because your uh, energy goes where your attention your attention flows where your energy goes or something. Energy goes where your attention flows. So it's basically if you put a lot of attention on that, that's where what you're going to attract. 
And so you have to think about what it is that you want, not about what you don't want to achieve and want, want to create. Now you have to work back on a strategy that's going to help you get there. And you have to become intentional about like the milestones you put in place to build the career that you want how you can design the career that, that you want, which boundaries that you need to put in place that will help you get, get there. And that's another thing that I often see is people suck at setting boundaries and keeping those boundaries because they, in the first 90 days, they just want to prove themselves and they think like, okay, I will do that afterwards. I will do that afterwards. I will scale back. I will work less hours. But then they set the expectations of the bar that that high and then scaling back becomes difficult so they keep on people pleasing and just like say yes 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 it's a never-ending circle so at some point you need to draw the line in the sand and say like enough is enough me first me my family everything first so you have to think about your strategy and then one last part is interview skills now the people i work with are senior managers, managers, executives, they know how to interview. They wouldn't be where they are today if they weren't good at their job or if they didn't know how to interview. So they know how to interview. But these days, it's not good enough to be good at an interview. You need to stand out. You need to know how to sell yourself authentically, how to navigate the interview process, and then at the end, how to position yourself as obvious candidate, how to overcome objections. And this is something that you need to learn. Interviewing, I always say, interviewing is a skill, a skill you can learn, but the only way you learn something is by practice. There is no escaping, no escaping that. It's like reading a book. Oh, sorry, reading a, uh, riding a bike. Like you're not going to ride a bike by reading a book or just like practicing some interview questions in the star approach or whatever. It's like, no, you, you really need to be in, a, in an environment that's interview-like with people that push you and stretch you and give you feedback. Because just like doing interview training in front of the mirror or in front of family and friends, you're only going to get that far. So you need to take that extra step. And so all these process, this, this process will help you really to transform your not the, the, the way you see yourself, but also your career and how others see, see you. And that's basically what's going to help you to propel your career forward. That it's a lot of steps. So I hope you find that valuable that I just like outlined everything from scratch, like the steps that you need to take to get to where you, um, where you want to go. And so if you want more information, if you want to connect with me to see how I can help you transform your career, reach out. We have a chat. Um, as you know, I love to talking. And um, reach out. We have a chat about your individual situation. Every career is different. Every personal person's situation is different. So um, reach out, book a, book a chat, and we will see if, if and how I can help you reach your goal, your career goals uh, in the short term and in the long term. I will pop a link below this video and so uh, you can schedule your call there. And lastly, if we are not connected yet, 
please feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm all about like connecting with people, spreading the message with more people and impacting a lot more people with my message. Thank you so much and have a lovely day. Thanks. Bye-bye. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.